0: Welcome back for the Post-Sermon Reflections podcast. I am elated, overjoyed, um, so grateful uh, to be with, here with my sister, Brianna. Uh, we are not biological sisters, but we are more than that. We are sisters in Christ. Uh, yes, we are. Bought because of Jesus' blood and get to be in the family of God together, which is such a joy. Um I want to talk about a new fun feature that we have. If you have questions about the sermon or things that you're curious about when it comes to Christianity, I would love to hear your questions. And so you can email me, Ruth, at podcast at fellowshipcrosspoint.org and I will gladly hear your questions and hopefully you'll get to hear your questions answered on the podcast. And so I just want to send you that note. And if you are not subscribed, subscribe. It allows you to get notifications every time we have a new podcast podcast and so i just want to give you the details but i'm really excited to get in this is our last podcast of this sermon series the search and so brianna will you hit us with the recap of what's going
1: on in thomas's life sure sure okay so we were in john chapter 20 verses 24 to 29 today um and yeah we were just looking at the story of how you know jesus he you know was crucified but then he rose again to life three days later amen did not stay dead right Lives. and he appeared to so many people right including his disciples yeah. but
0: 500 at one
1: time yes 500 that's a lot of that's people a lot of people that's a lot of people Um, uh, but thomas he he didn't see at first he wasn't around i don't know why but he we don't really around. know where he was yeah we don't give those details Mm-mm. um so yeah he was doubting uh because everyone else had seen the resurrected christ and was just mm-hmm. like joyful and elated and things like that but thomas basically was like you know, unless I see his hands, you know, the nail marks and you yeah. know, put my hands in like the side where he was pierced, like I'm not going to believe. Um, and then Jesus, eight days later, literally shows up. He did right through a yeah. through a locked door at that, too. Right. Wow. Into the room. Really awesome. Pretty awesome. Um, and he literally addresses Thomas's doubts and tells him to, you know, touch those places where Thomas said he would need to in order to believe. Um, and then Thomas is just like, yeah, wow, I believe, you know, my Lord, my God. Mm. And Jesus is like, you know, blessed are those who don't see and believe.
0: So, yeah, yeah. 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 We see Jesus meet Thomas's needs, but then also almost, almost say to Thomas, like, Hey, like you could have believed without this, mm-hmm. which is like the invitation that we have. Yeah. Cause we, I can't put my fingers in mm-hmm. the, in the hands of Jesus and I can't put my hand in his side, mm-hmm. but there's an invitation for me mm-hmm. that I get to believe. And so, we're going to be talking a little bit about what we do with doubt ourselves and then what we do with doubt within our community um, with people that are coming to us saying, man, I don't know what to do with these questions. And so before we hop into that, I just want to hear, Brianna, what was your biggest takeaway from this this specific sermon series mm-hmm. or sermon?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm, there was a lot. I was taking notes, a lot of notes. <laughs> Um, I see 10 bullet points just just poking at your phone. Just, yeah, there's more if I scroll. More. <laughs> um, but one of the things that stood out, which was like one of the main takeaways from you know what Pastor Brennan was saying is that, um, yeah, in the midst of our doubts, there's this invitation from Jesus and not condemnation. Um, mm-hmm. I think that really stuck out to me because I think sometimes when we do have doubts, we kind of just feel like a bad Christian or something like yeah. that. And it can lead us into a place of, like putting on a front before others, yeah. or like isolating yeah. ourselves, and we're not honest with our doubts mm. because we feel like shame, or like we're going to be condemned before others, or especially before the Lord. But like mm. to really, I really like how he pointed out, no, there's actually this invitation in the midst of doubts. So mm. that's so good, yeah. And that invitation is
0: not to stay mm-hmm. right where you are. And I think that was important. We had this kind of this funny conversation saying that if you're doubting something that's true, you are being deceived. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm doubting that gravity works and I jump off a cliff, I'm being deceived and I'm going to receive the consequences (laughs) of that deception. And so Jesus's invitation is not to condemn you right where you are, but it is to bring you through your doubts Mm -hmm. into the reality that is truth. I think I was trying to quote Robert Frost to like the best way, the best way past is through, Mm -hmm. um, or the best way through is past one of them, but um, that we have to go through our doubts and we have to, as Pastor Brand said, like doubt our doubts. And to not be stuck in a place of disbelief, but that doesn't mean that's going to be instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us have experienced doubt in our life or have dealt with others. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear what is some areas in your life that you've experienced doubt, and how have you seen Jesus, His person, meet you in the midst of that? Com- in the, in the midst of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I forget who it was that I heard say this years ago, but like it's not a matter of if you doubt in your walk with Jesus, mm-hmm. but when you doubt. Yeah. Um. And yeah, there's definitely been multiple times in my life where I've experienced doubt and. Just thinking of a few years ago, honestly, I don't know what was happening one summer. It was a crazy summer, but I was just like, oh my God. Dark summer. Yeah. I was like, oh, is Jesus really God? Yeah. Because if he's not, everything falls apart. And I was it's like, just toast. I know. My life is toast.
0: For real. Yeah. For real. Were you a full-time missionary at that time or were you in college? Uh, missionary. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like your livelihood, mm-hmm. I feel that way. Both of us work mm-hmm. um, in, in ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that sometimes my personal doubts mm-hmm. are really challenging in the midst of wanting to point others and to say like my career right now yeah. is pointing others to believe wholeheartedly in jesus and that kind of adds this layer yeah do you feel like that's true for you
1: yeah and it's interesting because like even other people that i you know other missionaries that i know of like they also have very similar stories where mm-hmm. sometimes it's like deep theological things where it's like man like where did this come from like wh- why am i doubting this yes, thing that yeah, I yeah. and I, I do think sometimes it is like spiritual warfare yeah um, but also when I look back on that moment, I'm like, dang, like there was this invitation to really get to know, like, I already knew that Jesus was God, but like now I'm yeah. like, no, I get to really, really know that Jesus is God and God just totally yeah. met me in the midst of that doubt. Um, so that was like one of those, like more like theological things that I was yeah. just, like really wrestling with, but even like of recently just sometimes doubting, like a circumstance happens or something. And it's just like doubting God's faithfulness or like doubting that he's good, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't want to like compare those two things as like one being worse than the other because no. all of it's doubt and it's doubting yeah. like the person. Of the person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like,
0: Either the existence or the character.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, and both of those lead us can lead us to dark places if we yeah. stay in those doubts. Yeah. But even in my experience with those doubts, um, I don't know, I've always just been like very met by the Lord mm. um, and feel like as I've gone through those doubts, like the thing that I was doubting, I don't know, it just it strengthened my faith uh, even so much more like, yeah. after the fact too. Yeah. And it helps me for the next thing that I wrestle with.
0: <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to point back to his faithfulness in the midst of like this doubt that is a sin mm-hmm. to not believe in who Jesus is, because ultimately that's the sin mm-hmm. that damns us mm-hmm. is to not believe that he is who he says he is mm-hmm. and to not put our lives fully in him, that he'll forgive us mm-hmm. of that. I, uh, I love the illustration that um, the baseball player, forgive me for forgetting all the names, these sports analogies sometimes get on me. Uh, me and my sister were joking about that. But the the baseball player who forgives the ump mm-hmm. who who messed up mm-hmm. and who got the wrong call, and that forgiveness cost him something. Yeah. It cost him this opportunity to have a perfect game. Mm-hmm. And a perfect game, like I think they were saying, there's 25 perfect games ever in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and that. Jesus, it, Jesus died on the cross for my doubts. Mm-hmm. That he, yeah. he put them there. Uh, I was quoting the Jesus Storybook Bible, which is an excellent resource, I would nice. say, for a new believer, even to just get a glimpse of who Jesus is. Um, but obviously, this, it's designed for children. And the Jesus Storybook Bible says, it's not nails that kept Jesus on the cross, but it's his love for me mm-hmm. that kept him on the cross. And so his love for you and his willingness to pay... For your sin, for your doubts, for all the shame and all the consequences of sin, he pays for it. Mm-hmm. He pays for the reality that you should be separated from him forever. You should not actually be able to believe in him. But he makes, he goes the full way and comes and and, and dies on our behalf and then rises and conquers death. And that's kind of where we are in the story is post-resurrection. Um, and I know you work with college students. Mm-hmm. And I feel like college is like the doubting season. Like mm-hmm. if you were going to look at like a season of life where we're all kind of experiencing maybe the dark side of our faith mm-hmm. because we're coming out of our our parents' beliefs. It's this mm-hmm. experience of differentiation that starts in high school and starts really finding its footing in college. How do you walk alongside mm-hmm. the college student who's saying, "Man, I grew up in the church, but this is all sham." Mm-hmm. or man, I don't really know I don't really know what to think anymore because my college professor said this or, man, I'm not experiencing the reality of this in my life the way that I feel like others are. How do you, I know those are all different scenarios, but tell me some of the scenarios that you feel like you're experiencing kind of in your in your time right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say definitely of recent, a lot of students I engage with like that are believers or whether they're newer to the faith or have been walking with the Lord uh, for some time, really wrestle with like assurance of salvation. Like, am I really saved? And they are just like full-fledged freaking out, which yeah, that's not a very... Um, like peaceful place to be at all. Yeah. Doubting your salvation. Um, but I don't, there's this passage of scripture that always comes to mind. It's, uh, first John chapter five, verses like nine through Mm -hmm. 13, where John is literally writing to believers who are doubting and like reminding Mm -hmm. them, like, this is how you know that you're saved type of thing. Um, but one thing that like really stood out to me, um, is let's see, basically he's like talking about, um how like you believe the testimony of men but the testimony of god is greater mm. and just like logically thinking it's like dang people tell us things all the time and testify <laughs> about things all the time like yeah. you could just like walk outside and come back in and say brianna i just saw this crazy thing that happened i'd be like what <laughs> and i <I'd, laughs> yeah, yeah. be and i'd be quick to believe you because i know you and i yeah. trust your character and yeah. stuff but you're a, mm. you're a fallible person that Heck can yeah. lie to Heck. me in a second. You know, I don't think you would, but you could yeah, if you yeah. wanted to. Um, but it's like, hey. <laughs> We're a we, marketer by nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we believe the testimony of people all the time and things to be true. Like you're even saying, like the college professor or the, I don't know, the social media influencer. Yeah. You know, watch one 30-second video and it just unravels everything, right? Yeah. But like what has God said and what has he spoken mm. and what is his character? Because he can't lie. He can't change. He is good. He is good towards us. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if it's like, dang, if I'm, if I'm willing to believe the testimony of all these people that actually can fail me and do fail me, yeah, God's testimony is actually greater yeah. and he can't do those things. So I sometimes I feel like we don't, my students, as I'm talking with them, I'm like, man, like our level of scrutiny is a lot lower for people than it is, uh, wait, did I say it right? Yeah. Our level of like scrutiny and doubt is a lot lower for people than it, it is for God, which is yeah. kind of nuts when you think about it. Yeah. But that's just how we are as people.
0: Yeah. And you also see people kind of mixing that. They'll be like, oh, I had this pastor that I believed and he turned out to be a sham or he turned out to hurt people and rata rata rata." And you're like, no, no, actually the same truth applies Mm -hmm. meaning like i can't stand up there and just believe everything pastor brennan says Mm -hmm. and pastor brennan would stand by telling me not to do that Mm -hmm. he would say you need to put up what i say against scripture Mm -hmm. and everything that is less than scripture needs to get tossed out yeah um everything that doesn't point to the character of god revealed Mm -hmm. in his word inspired
1: by the holy spirit it's got to go um yeah and i think that's what that's that's one thing like as i walk alongside students and honestly even myself like Very recently, like, oh, like, is God faithful? Is he going to come through? And then, you know, there's multiple things that I'm like, all right, I think when we lose sight of like who is the object of our faith, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we don't, like, when we're not cognizant or like remembering or like really growing in like who is the Lord, you're going to doubt. So, for a lot of students, I'm like, man, like, are you in the word? Because if you're not in the word, you're believing some words somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we're in even myself, like seasons where I've experienced how it's like, dang, like I'm actually not like getting to know the object of my faith, yeah. so which is who is the person of, of Christ. Mm. Therefore, like, of course I'm going to be like doubting his character and stuff, because now I'm listening to all these other words and all these other testimonies about who he is yeah. that don't match up with actually who he is. Yeah. So we need to be in the word. We need to be in that good community. yeah um, I know you were saying something that like stood out to you. Yeah. What was something that stood out to you? Friend? So, you yeah. know, yeah, I, I love the
0: conversation where Pastor Brennan said, like, it is so important to recognize that Thomas stayed near the community of faith, even with his doubts, mm-hmm. which can be incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, And so if you're listening to this and you've said, man, I've been kind of sitting in my basement alone. And I, I mean, a figurative basement it could be a real basement. But I would say like we almost have these basements of our lives that we hide our doubts in because we feel ashamed of them. Um, but there's something really beautiful in bringing them into the light and having a believer come alongside you and say, I thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. I struggled in the same exact way. I'm not going to demand that right now we quote unquote fix this, but I want you to seek the person Mm -hmm. rather than just the solution. I feel like this may be true for you or not, but like I go into these like theological pit holes where I'm like, I need to figure out what's true about all these divisive things happening in Christendom. Like where I just like go into these like thought bubbles and what pulls me out of them almost time and time again Mm -hmm. is does this lead me? to know Jesus better? Mm, that's good. Or does this like stroke my ego for feeling like I figured something mm, out? That's good. Um, and so like people sometimes go against it. Like they'll be like, "Ah, oh, like people just talk about all these theological things. All that matters. Like mm. don't hear, don't get me twisted. Yeah. Read the church fathers. I think it's awesome. I think it's necessary. It does stir my heart mm-hmm. and stir my affections. But when I do it, because I want to be smarter than someone in the room or I want to have a better argument mm-hmm. uh, with another Christian for for what <laughs> Lord knows what reason, <laughs> mm-hmm. it helps me to be like, just thinking about God's sovereignty help me love him more. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about his sovereignty or I think about how he works in the midst of how he's leading me to say yes to him mm-hmm. and he's showing me how I can stand for obedience mm-hmm. with him. Man, that that does stir my affections. But when I get tossed and I want to de- I want to debate with someone one theological point over another and I'm like, "Man, I what Jesus' invitation for the love that I'm supposed to have for them or the, yeah. the way I'm supposed to think about him. And so that helps me like be reminded of, man, I need to pursue knowledge by pursuing him. Mm-hmm. And it has to be led by him. Mm-hmm. And as I seek to understand him more and understand his word more, it still needs to be this active pursuit of him. Yeah. But what helps me is the believers around me yeah. who are reminding me that at the end of the day, I need to be like Jesus. mm mm-hmm. It does not matter how much I know. It matters how obedient I am. Mm-hmm. Um, that I want to be known for being the best doer of God's word, mm-hmm. not just the best knower of his word. And obviously knowing e- like moves towards doing, but I think we can know a lot and we can look and be like, you don't live an obedient life. Mm-hmm. And I want someone that when I die, them to say, man, Ruth was obedient to Jesus. Mm-hmm. When Jesus asked something, she took it seriously. Yeah. And she lived a life that said, man, the things that mattered to Jesus mattered to mm-hmm. Ruth. And there's a lot of conviction that comes when I say that because it's not always how my life looks like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we often love to gossip. Mm-hmm. We, also, we often love to to soothe ourselves by being bitter. Mm-hmm. We often love to act out in anger and to feel justified in our actions. Mm-hmm. And none of those things make me look more like Jesus. Yeah. Um, and But I can't often see those things. And I can't see the doubt of my actions mm-hmm. um, because my actions, when they're counterintuitive of what Jesus wants is displaying that I don't believe he's good enough to be obedient to. Mm. Or I believe that there's no consequence mm. for my sin, even though it's all, it's obviously been forgiven, but like my sin separates me from Jesus and makes me not live more like him and not grow in intimacy towards him when I'm doing whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I can, I'm quick to forget that. Mm-hmm. And the beauty is having other believers point and say, man, Ruth, mm-hmm. I love you. You need to, mm-hmm. you need to remember that Jesus is Lord
1: and yeah. he cares
0: and he has the right to tell you what is right and wrong.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something I don't know. I feel like it can sound kind of just uh not super powerful but just like the power of actually remembering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Reading through the Old Testament and God's always telling the Israelites, you know, remember this, remember yeah, this, yeah, record yeah. this, write this down, you know, share this Put with your sons your and daughters. Literally, like share yeah, this yeah. when you're rising up and you're going to sleep like because as human beings we're I, I mean my memory sometimes is three seconds long but like we are just like quick to forget and then prone to wander and mm. prone to doubt like all those things aren't separated from each other honestly yeah. you don't you know I think sometimes again like doubt can just come and it can be spiritual warfare and it can be so many many different things but sometimes our doubt can be connected to like other areas of our life where maybe you know we're not as like disciplined or we're more like laxed in, you know? And I know times when I am not like, for instance, if I'm down in God's faithfulness or I'm doubting his goodness, I'm not remembering like who he is and what he's done in my life in like all throughout human history. But those times where I have brothers and sisters that can remind me of like, this is God, this is what he has done. Yeah. You know, in your life, this is what he's done in my life. Like, that's why testimonies are so powerful. Mm -hmm. Like this is what he's done like throughout human history, like read the Bible, you know, that just literally does something. Yeah. Because it takes my focus off of this like deceptive view that I have of God yeah. and like recalibrates it to be like what's actually true, you yeah. know? So
0: that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. And I think kind of lastly, I want to kind of have this conversation of personal application mm-hmm. for someone. Let's say if you're in your basement, your mental basement mm-hmm. and you're hiding in your doubts. Um, One encouragement that I would say is if you have a trusted believer in your life. Mm -hmm. Bring it to light. I know we said that last podcast, but the reality of being isolated, um, you're always going to doubt in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are always going to be um, susceptible um, to all kinds of things. Uh, When we live isolated lives, uh, one of the beauty of baptism that I think is really fascinating of like someone always baptizes someone else, Mm -hmm. meaning in the community of faith with Jesus, like we are always with someone else who's doing something like a spiritual reality with us that that it says, um, how will they go if you do not preach? Meaning like God can totally meet people in dreams. But plan A is to send his people to tell others about who he is. And we get to be a conduit of his grace and mercy and his truth to others. Um, and so Daniel, who baptized Alfredo, got to right a wrong that Alfredo was believing about Jesus, saying, I need to do more and be more. Mm-hmm. And we got to see Daniel say, actually, it's not the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's not the invitation that Jesus has for us. And so if you are in your dark basement, tell someone mm-hmm. so that they can partner with you and pray with you and start undergirding you with truth mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I want you to objectively look at who Jesus says that he is. Is there anything you would add to that for, for those who are struggling with doubt?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think whether it's for like the believer or the non-believer, like the definitely tell somebody for sure. Mm-hmm. But also to like, don't forget to tell the Lord. Like I know that probably yeah. sounds really obvious, but times when I've been struggling, like what I was saying, like, Oh, is Jesus really God? Like I went to the Lord in prayer mm-hmm. and I was like, God, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know what is going on. And just like how Thomas said this and Jesus met him very exactly with like the doubt that he was like, Oh, this is the proof that I need. Like God met me in the midst. Cause he, he hears our prayers. Like, he's not like, Oh my gosh, you know, they're doubting again. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. But he's like, come to me so you can know me more intimately and yeah. I will minister to you through your doubt. Mm-hmm. So definitely like not uh, forgetting to like invite the Lord into our doubt. I guess that makes sense, like through prayer and through just like being honest with him, Yeah, like you don't have to hide your doubt from God. He already knows it basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you made this point about like the difference between intellectual belief and an intimacy with Jesus. Can you, can you mm-hmm. hit us with that, that awesome quote?
1: Yeah. 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 So I think something else too is um, I think the nature of doubt in our culture because we were talking about how sometimes actually it's like kind of like popular and like trendy Mm -hmm. to be kind of like the skeptic a skeptic yeah Yeah. it's it's very trendy to be skeptical or to like the conspiracy theories i mean they're pretty entertaining sometimes but (laughs) don't get me twisted i love one (laughs) yeah so it's kind of and i think there's even this air of um, if you are a skeptical person or doubtful, that means that you're like not gullible yeah. or, or like more, more intellectual. Yeah. You're more intelligent or something like that. But if you think about it, if you're doubting something that's true, you're not actually being intelligent. You're actually being deceived. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, So I think when we, again, approach the person of Christ, right. And we're talking about like faith. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like it's not that we're just trying to combat, doubts and saying oh just like believe these intellectual facts but like the invitation is like no like we get to become more intimate with christ yeah you know what i'm saying like the the remedy for doubt isn't just believing intellectual facts like intellectual facts are important like you were saying before like we need to know that jesus died on the cross for our sins that he rose from the dead and things like that right but like we also just like need to know him intimately as our Mm -hmm. savior as our creator as the, the lover of our soul yeah because that like that relational ability is really what's going to... Because like I was saying before, um, if you were to tell me something, like, I'll believe you because I know your character. Yeah. I know you. Like, I know, like, our friendship. Yeah. There's all this, like, testimony of, like, the great things that Ruth has done, right? But it's just not that like oh yeah well ruth is this that and a third i have these intellectual facts that helps me not to doubt ruth yeah. no i know you personally yeah. right so when we think of jesus it's like yeah it's not just like head knowledge about him but it's like intimately like knowing mm. your savior that like meets your doubts in just a very powerful way mm. so that is so good that's good i'm gonna i'm gonna
0: close this some in prayer something. okay sounds good heavenly father i thank you so much uh, for your goodness Uh lord that you are the object of our affections. Uh, Lord, that you are worth putting our whole trust in. Uh, Lord, you are so faithful and so kind, so good. I just ask God that you um, would meet our listeners, Lord, that you would help them to see that you are worth everything. Lord, you are worth us going through our doubts and doubting our doubts so that we may be led unto greater truth of who you are, Jesus, that ultimately we're moving towards greater relationship with you and greater intimacy with you. So I ask you bless all these people as they go on with their week, um, Lord, that you just reveal yourself afresh to them. I ask that in your holy and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Friends, it has been such a joy. Brianna, thank you so much
1: Thank you uh,
0: for being here. And again, if you are not subscribed, please subscribe. Um, and if this is an encouragement to you, I'd ask that you share it with someone else. We hope you have an awesome rest of your week.